This week on the Internet Computer Weekly Podcast, I'm joined by Dominic Williams, the man, the legend, the tech revolutionary. Dramatic enough? Or maybe should I tone it down? What do you, what do you think, Dom? Sounds nice. I like that. Well, I'll, I'll keep it. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, so, so 22 minutes ago, you tweeted, big news, I just gave the instructions to directly integrate the networks using chain, cre chain key cryptography. Internet computer and Ethereum smart contracts will now be able to directly interoperate. No hubs, no cloud, no BS. One word, transformative, smiley face, Definity symbol. Can you tell us what this tweet means? Who have you given these instructions to? What is chain key cryptography? And let's dive into a bit what it means for internet computer canisters and Ethereum smart contracts to interact. Yeah, so um, first of all, I mean, the internet computer blockchain runs using this um, cryptography framework that we call Chainkey. Um, people refer to it as Chainkey systems, Chainkey technology, but um, you know, that's basically um, how the internet computer runs at web speed and how it's able to scale out its capacity without bound and so on. Um, so for example, you know, with a traditional blockchain, um, if you want to interoperate with it, you know, for example, you know, um, send it a transaction or, you know, in, interrogate it in the case of Ethereum, you know, you want to um, um, find out how a small contract responds to a call, um, you, you'd run a local node and, and that local node essentially downloads a copy of the blockchain and you interact with that. And that node will make sure that the copy of the blockchain that it maintains is um, valid, right? And so that's how you're able to in, 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 interoperate with the blockchain. Um, the internet computer, um, obviously that, there are problems with that though, because uh, if you want to download the entire theory of state, you're going to be downloading about five terabytes or something I think it is now. And then, you know, if you want to just get the latest state and the past states, it's like 400 gigabytes. And then even, even when you downloaded it, there's a lot of sort of um, time must be spent like processing all this data to create it for the boot, the node is bootstrapped. And um, to try and deal with these, you know, the hassle of doing, having to do that, you know, like Joe Consensus has created that thing called uh, um, Infura, and he just runs, you know, hundreds of these nodes on other people's behalf um, on Amazon Web Services, and, you know, people, when they create a website, inter interact with that. So the, the internet computer um, uses a lot of, like, advanced cryptography, and I won't try and describe it here, I mean, you know, there are papers out there, get back to co early, early copies of them on my Twitter and so on. Um, and it is moon math, you know, it's not, it's, it's very non-trivial. Um, but all that is interesting to people who understand cryptography. So the, the advance with it is that um, blockchains get their own chain key, which is equivalent to a public key. So, you know, with public key cryptography, um, for example, I could have, a, I could create a key pair and after I could give you my public key, right? And in the future, like I could use my private key that corresponds to that public key to sign a message, right? And, and send it to you and then you'd be able to, use my public key to check that it really was me that signed it, right? And, um, you know, obviously public key cryptography has been around for a long time, and that's the basis of, you know, foundation uh, of, of how Bitcoin works, right? Core foundation. So uh, the internet computer um, uh, basically gives blockchains these things called chain keys, 
and um, which is like a public key. And in the blockchain signs its interactions, right? And you can just, all you need to do is just, just check that the signatures on these interactions um, correspond to the chain key. And that tells you not only that the interactions are valid, but the actual blockchain that's interacting with you is also valid. So, you know, if you think about like how you do it today, like you're gonna get this node and you're gonna download, say for example, um, you know, all, all of Ethereum's history or current state, however you wanna do it, and you know, it's either hundreds of gigabytes or terabytes, and you're gonna process all that stuff. It's you know, a very heavyweight thing. With, with um, a chain key blockchain, um, all you need is a 48 byte chain key, and that's enough to validate your inter interactions with it and, and also um, the, the blockchain's valid. You don't need to download all these old blocks and current state and so on and so forth. So they work in a very different way. And that's obviously, you know, a, a big help, was a big help to us creating the scalable blockchain because within the blockchain, sorry, within the internet computer uh, network, actually um, it's composed of lots and lots of subnet blockchains. And these subnet blockchains are put together by this governance system for the network nervous system. Each subnet blockchain has a chain key, right? And this enables them to interoperate with each other directly. They don't need to download each other's blocks to know they're valid. Um, and in fact, um, this network nervous system thing that controls the whole network also lives on its own subnet blockchain. And it has a chain key, and that's like the master chain key. And so, you, you know, no matter how big the internet computer network gets, um, and, you know, complex systems will have smart contracts, you know, all over that network. Right? Although, you know, the subnets are invisible to, to smart contracts, but, you know, um, you, you know, you as a user, you know, like an, a web, an application running in a web browser or an app on a smartphone, whatever it is, you know, um, when it's interacting, in order to interact with that huge network, all it needs is the chain key of the network nervous system. And that's enough. Um, and similarly, you know, inside the network, you know, all of these subnet blockchains respond to the commands of the the network nervous system, uh, subnet blockchain, which they can validate because they, they've all got its chain key. And, and basically, you know, the network nervous system tells them what the chain keys of the other subnets are so they can directly interoperate without downloading each other's blocks. And so this is revolutionary and that's why it can, it can scale out. It's obviously vastly more efficient. Um, and there's, you know, much more to it than meets the eye. I mean, one of the really cool things is um, that the, the chain key, the public key, stays the same even as the membership the nodes creating a blockchain the subnet blockchain chain so for example you know you could have um you know some subnet blockchain let's say for example currently the network nervous system subnet blockchain has is is hosted by 28 node machines that are run by 28 independent node providers in 28 different data centers and different geographies around the world so, um or something like that i think i don't know and and, and um you know, sometimes those node machines go wrong, right? Or potentially a node, a node provider could get slashed because you know, the nodes aren't behaving properly. And so some nodes will get removed either because of mechanical malfunction or because of malice even, you know, and, or just incompetence and they get slashed. And, and then new nodes will be put in to make sure there's a sufficient level of redundancy for, to host that nerve system. But you know, even as these nodes are being uh, removed and added, even though there's like dynamic membership, um, the chain key stays the same and this really is revolutionary and this is made and this is made possible by um by threshold cryptography correct well yeah i mean you know so 
I mean, everyone probably knows who's followed me. I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of BLS cryptography. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's where it all started off, um, you know, back in 2015, I think I started talking about professional relay and how, how that could generate, you know, uh, um, an unmanipulable, unstoppable, and un uh, un un unpredictable stream around numbers of a decentralized network without running a consensus protocol. Um, and then those, those random numbers could be used to drive as I showed later, other protocols like, you know, probabilistic plot consensus and then, you know, even other stuff. So, I mean, if you dig down into um, the internet computer, you'll find a lot of BLS going on. <laughs> um, and um, in actual fact, you know, chain key, and there are some, there's some specific new cryptographies. So, for example, there's a thing called non-interactive DKG, which allows um, parties in a decentralized network to set up a threshold, a BLS threshold, sharing scheme in a single step right which is extraordinarily powerful and that's you know that that works using advanced uh, zero knowledge proof techniques and things like that so where does I, this all come to that's a, yeah, it's very technical you probably don't want to get too deep into it <laughs> but where does this all connect to ethereum well so i mean um I mean, internet computer is a completely new kind of blockchain, first of all, right and it has these capabilities and uh, but but you know it, it took many many years to develop it um, as you know, I mean, I was uh, very close to the projects in the early days and, and deeply inspired by the sort of world computer ideas and um, smart contracts and things like that, you know, many, many years ago. And, you know, the truth is without Ethereum, there'd never been an internet computer. And um, you know, that, that's really what me, um, inspired me. So, but, but they're different things, you know, they're very different things. I mean, uh, the internet computer is all about speed and efficiency. And um, you know it runs on a sovereign physical uh, um, uses some new system no one's really given a name to yet, which looks in some ways look resembles proof of work in some ways resembles proof of stake. Um, and uh, you know Ethereum is a at least as far as currently is traditional blockchain proof of work, although it will migrate to proof, proof of stake. But they're always going to have very different properties, and um, you know that they, they do pursue slightly different visions. You know, I mean, you can run a a block making Ethereum node from your bedroom if you're willing to um, <clears throat> credit node with some decent graphics cards and pay a big, big electricity bill. Um, you know, whereas the internet computer is designed, it, it runs on special node hardware that's installed in the data center. There's sort of different things. And um, the, there's a kind of chasm in terms of performance between these networks that's just never going to be um, uh, closed. It's just the chasm is too big. I mean, currently, a gigabyte of data and an Ethereum smart contract costs you, uh, the current price is $100 million as we speak. I mean, it's extraordinary. Um, on the internet computer, um, the results of chain key and very many, many other innovations, um, looking at about $5 a year. And that's constant, it's not, it's not volatile. You know, the, the actual price of computation and, and um, persistent memory paid in cycles is, is, is it's approximately constant. So, um, and also the internet computer does all kinds of other stuff. It's web, you know, smart contracts and web speed. It serves, you can have smart contracts serve uh, web experiences directly into browsers. So you actually get this benefit of, you know, end-to-end -end, um, blockchain security. So, you know, currently, for example, this is a kind of feature that Ethereum will use. You know, currently on Ethereum, like you credit Ethereum DAP, basically you create the website in the cloud and Amazon Web Services. And then all your users interact with that. So you're, if you're a user of one of these things, you have to trust that um, you have to trust that um, the, the, the whoever's operating that website is honest, because if whoever's operating that website is dishonest, they can do all kinds of bad things. 
right? Like they can serve you faulty wallet code and all kinds of horrific things. Um, so you've got to trust the website operator. You've got to trust Amazon because obviously they could tamper with the website. And you've got to trust that the website operator, whoever has the Amazon Web Services account, hasn't been hacked. So it's very insecure. And I also feel like blockchain should be sovereign and it should be running off its own network, not, not on cloud and so on. So, um, you know, internet computer smart contracts serve web and create this end-to-end -end security, um, blockchain security for users. That's something that Ethereum DeFi contracts could use, right? So the, there are lots of potential synergies between these networks. And, um, you know, one, one stage I used, to, I used to call, kind of jokingly, you know, uh, the internet computer affinity like Ethereum's crazy sister. So there's a sort of history there. So it's kind of, I, I think the, Apt to combine them, to combine them and produce something much more powerful. Now, um, the reason we started talking about chain key uh, cryptography is that 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 provides the, the foundation how to do this. So, essentially, um, and without getting into how chain key cryptography and the whole framework works, it's very complicated. Right? It's lots of different components. And you, but if anyone's interested in knowing how some of the components work, should go and look up the non-interactive DKG and key resharing paper. And, um, it's very interesting, but it's you know, beyond the beyond the scope of what we're going to talk about here. So, what chain key? But, but at a high level, what what um, this framework will allow us to do is to have smart contracts. You know, canisters on the internet computer are really smart contracts, right? Canisters just a name for a particular kind of smart contract, right? So, internet computer smart contracts um, will be able to create Bitcoin transactions and Ethereum transactions, sign them, yeah, without actually having a private key. Yes. So, yes. So basically, um, basically, um, you know, smart contracts on the internet computer will be able to call, directly call Ethereum smart contracts. That's, that's already possible. So that's, um, how does that work? Um, you know, honestly, it's, it's essentially, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not as high performance as the, the, um, BLS stuff that we do, but, um, you can do threshold ECDSA. So it's obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's not inexpensive, but, but you've got to remember, I mean, computation on the internet computers are way less expensive on Ethereum. So, um, you know, you know, it's not in the, it, making a call to Ethereum will be very expensive compared on the internet computer compared to making it a, a call to another local, um, smart contract, but, but, but you have to remember that. I mean, Ethereum's, Ethereum pools are already, you know, a million times more expensive anyway. It's like, sometimes it's like, I don't know what it is now, like $50 a quarter. So, you know, it won't, won't be, I mean, I, when I say expensive, I like, you know, 25 cents or something, I don't know, 20 cents. We have, 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 have to wait, I don't know, you have to wait for the cryptographers to come back and tell us, but um, it might be even cheaper than that. Um, so, uh, you know, you can create smart contracts on the internet computer um, that can call into smart contracts on Ethereum using um, and it'll be very easy for smart contracts and developers to do. All the complex work will be done behind the scenes by our cryptographers. Um, so that means, I mean, just starting off, I mean, well, that means, okay, so you could create like, you know, uh, websites that are served from the internet computer, right? That take input and then send that input to Ethereum. So just, this is just the beginning, by the way, just, just, Hang with me. So, you know, now, first of all, obviously, if you're an Ethereum DAP or Ethereum DeFi system, whatever it is, finally, you can get rid of the curse of um, big tech cloud, right? Finally, you get rid of this, um, you know, hideous grumple on the beautiful face of decentralization. Finally, you can give people end-to-end -end blockchain security. You have to trust the website operator, the 
uh, Amazon Web Services and that they haven't been hacked. So yeah, first step, let's get a website running from internet computer smart contracts. And then when that, um, you know, when people, uh, you know, the end users interact with that, that will talk back to the internet computer smart contract, which will then, you know, forward, forward the relevant information on to the Ethereum smart contract. So that's already a huge um, improvement, of course. But, you know, we, we want to have two-way calling. It'd be very boring if we just went in one direction. So um, step one, which I just described, which is the thing that cracks the problem open, right, um, is made possible by moon math, new cryptography. And um, that's our job to solve. Um, but we also want calls to come back the other way. And actually, it's pretty straightforward. So what we'll have to do is create a relay that collects the latest Ethereum blocks and then copies them onto smart contracts on the internet computer. Now remember, the internet computer isn't like a normal blockchain, it runs a web speed, it has unlimited capacity, etc. So, you know, we can take all those Ethereum blocks and we can stick them on the, um, uh, some, you know, smart contracts on the internet computer blockchain. And that smart contract, internet computer blockchain, will, will, you know, will validate the blocks itself. And, not only will it validate the blocks, um, and it certainly needs to keep the tip of the chain, it will, you know, the, 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 the blocks, the most recent blocks, not only will it do that, but it will look for um, calls inside those blocks to a proxy contract on Ethereum. So basically there'll be a contract on, on Ethereum called internet computer or something similar, right? And um, you can essentially, from your, you know, from your Ethereum smart contract, you can call the proxy smart contract and say, yeah, I want to call into some internet computer smart contract. Here's the method name. Here are the parameters, right? So here's the smart contract ID. Excuse me. Here's the method name. Here are the parameters. And so you just make that call to the proxy. Now what happens is, you know, these blocks, you know, Ethereum blocks being copied onto some internet computer smart contract and it's validating them. And it's also looking out for, for calls into this proxy contract. But, ah, you know, um, someone, someone wants a, an Ethereum smart contract trying to call somebody on the internet computer. And so that, Internet smart contract makes the call, you know, and then obviously, as we know, it's going to get a result of calling the function on, on the internet computer. And then the, but the internet computer through chain key cryptography can create Ethereum transactions. So you can send the result back by an Ethereum transaction. And bingo, you've got direct back and forth. Um, this is incredible. This reminds me of and no, no hubs, no, no hubs, no bullshit, no cloud, all gone. So I think it's like, it's fitting in a way, it's, it, 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 but it's also, it's, I think it's going to end up just adding massive value both to Ethereum and Ethereum because the internet computer will be connected to um, a lot more use cases and DeFi and pre-existing ecosystem. Um, I, I actually think, you know, Ethereum's most powerful as a kind of DeFi settlement there um, for a bunch of reasons. And Ethereum's, you know, you know Ethereum dApps are going to go, are going to be able to leverage um, the, the superpowers of the internet computer, which are things like you know serve web to web to users, um, you know, uh, on-chain smart contract data that's a million times cheaper. I mean, you could create you could create like a DEX, like you could have a DeFi system on Ethereum, right? And you could actually st stick a, a DEX on the internet computer that processes you know 100 transactions a second, and actually serves like you know um, some user experience directly into browsers and end-to-end blockchain security that looks something like Poloniex used to look like. I haven't been trading for very <laughs> trading crypto for many years. By the <laughs> way. You could do that. You could put like you, you have Poloniex on the internet computer. So I think you know um, the possibilities um, that become um, open up once you 
integrate these two um, blockchains are just limitless in themselves. I mean, it's going to be so exciting. So I don't know, for me, it's like personally very exciting thought because, you know, I was, you know, I was, you know, I, you know Ethereum really was, um, you know, I was into blockchain, but I, I really, really got into it as a result of Ethereum. I think, um, I, I think that's a pretty, pretty broadly held perspective as well. I mean, Ethereum was the thing that cracked it open after 2014. Yeah, well, I mean, I, look, I, I got in, you know, I got involved. I mean, I'd be on the sort of fringe of, you know, I, I, I'd read this thing by Wei Dai in 1999 or something, and so I was using the Crypto Plus Plus library credit. So I sort of, you know, some of the ideas were there. I just never had time to dedicate to it, but it was early 2013 where I really got in. It was Bitcoin that drew me, <laughs> drew, drew me into blockchain and I soon became obsessed with it. But it was kind of Ethereum and this idea of a world computer that gave me the passion. And, um, I, you know, I spent many years just re researching applied cryptography ideas and consensus ideas and so on. And in the end, you know, um, out pop the internet computer. <laughs> hey, this has been fantastic. Um, I don't want to use up too much of your time. I also don't want to give myself too much editing to do because I want to get this thing published immediately. Um, thanks so much. Let's connect again, Dom, um, to continue this discussion in the coming weeks, I'll get this thing published immediately. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Sure. Thanks so much. And it's just good to see your face, man. You're looking well. <laughs> yeah, I am. I've been pretty sort of whacked out the last um, six weeks or two months, just, just the whole, you know, getting to launch and then the sort of chaos after launch. And... <laughs> but you yeah, can't I, mean... I, I know you look at me, I've had like two or three days of actually slept. And I'm beginning to feel, and I think it's my, it's like I'm suddenly getting like relaxed and chill because it's like all of a sudden I'm like, wow, sleep. You feel? <laughs> yeah, so, I can. Yeah, I can only I imagine. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it feels good. I like sleep. I forgot about it. <laughs> all right, mate. I'll uh, I'll let you go, and um, and I'll I'll talk to Sharon. We'll we'll schedule another catch up at some stage. All right, mate. Speak soon. Thank, Thank you, Dom.